And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit. Welcome to the show today, everybody. My name is Mike Brooks. I'm joined by Frank Benedetto over there. I can't know oh, over Mike. there. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. It is the live version of the Elevating IT podcast. So if you're listening later on iTunes or on Podbean, you're obviously not live with us. So you should come live with us every week at 2 p.m. on Friday. Join us and uh, pop into the live stream on Facebook, on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com. Uh, or YouTube. Search for us on YouTube. You'll find a YouTube channel and you can watch there and enter yourself, um, you know, put a comment in and let us know where you're, where you're at, what you're doing, how you are, say hi, and if you have any questions. So as we're going through this podcast episode, as we're live, if you have stuff you'd like us to talk about or answer or just want to chime in on anything, sales formulas you can use in your MS. P and um, before we get into that, Frank, how are you doing this week? I'm good. We had a busy week. It was uh, much busier than I had anticipated, but uh, good stuff. We uh, onboarding a new client, and uh, you know, we wrote some new processes to to do more of this remotely now. And uh, so far, so good. Takes a little bit longer, but uh, so far, so good. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's a crazy new world. You know, my wife just told me that her company is not going to have people in the office until next year. And another friend of mine said the same thing. And we're in Connecticut, which is like the only um, state, I think, that's kind of in the green. We're, we're going down. Um, and, and they, you know, in a state that's doing pretty well, are thinking we're not going to have people in an office for a year. So this remote thing is serious business, man. Yeah. I stopped by my office today. I've been there uh, four times in four months. I like to go once a month to just to make sure the rent that I'm paying is uh, is going towards something that still exists. And uh, I actually put together a um, it's a hand sanitizer stand that I ordered. It has like our logo on it, and uh, it says "Sanitize Here" with the big Two River Tech logo. So it's pretty cool. So that was uh, you know got me out of the house today and grabbed our mail. Hmm. <laughs> and back back in the home office <laughs> wow we were out actually i went to a restaurant last night for the first time since march it was mine and my wife's 25th anniversary so we uh wow. went out to eat anniversary. and it was uh nice it was it was weird you know it was it wasn't you didn't steak, didn't you? what's that you have steak i did not have steak we went to uh, an italian place her favorite's italian so we did uh had a big bowl of pasta with like what seemed like about a quart of cream in it. It was like, I'm like, this is a little too much, but it was really good. And um, we were the only ones there in the outside dining. And it was like the one day a week, the one this week that wasn't raining, which was a surprise. So we, um, we sat outside, we had our masks on, which is weird. You know, every time the server comes over, you, you put your mask on. So it's, it's, it really, it's not in, the most enjoyable thing, <laughs> but we did it our first time. Yeah. I haven't been out, um, or the red bank town close to me. Um, 
I went to pick up takeout about two weeks ago and they had just opened the outdoor dining and it literally looked like Mardi Gras in the streets. There's uh, people weren't wearing masks. uh, People were eating like on the sidewalks, basically. Um, It was like, I couldn't understand it. I mean, honestly, like I'm not that hurting to go out to dinner that I would put myself in the middle of it. It just seemed like a recipe for disaster. I think that uh, probably better off opening up the inside dining just at lower capacity than having everybody just piled into the streets and, you know, on top of each other. But, you know, just my own observation. Uh, I went in and got my takeout sushi and I left. So, you know, see what happens. But, yeah, it's interesting. The uh, I don't think we'll be back until September at least um, in our uh, – building which actually pretty cool you know they they are like floor maps like stickers all over and it says like this way with arrows uh we walked by these two crazy cameras that hadn't been there before and when we walked by i looked back and there was a screen and a monitor and it was taking pictures of your face and it says mask it says mask underneath it so i don't know where that goes or what it is but it was like the most like technologically advanced thing that I've seen so far come out of this, you know, new environment. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. It's a little, little big brotherish, but, uh, you know, it's kind of good to see, you know, that, the, that they are taking it seriously, but yeah, all like traffic being directed in certain ways. Uh, you can't go up, you know, certain stairwells are down only other ones are up. Um, pretty interesting, you know, what they're doing. So crazy. Well, let's say, uh, Say hi to Ken. Ken is here from uh, Intercore Technologies. Ken, how are you doing? Good to see you. Um, if you are here watching on Facebook or uh, YouTube, wherever you're watching, just put a comment in there. Let us know where you, what's going on. Say hi. And if you have uh, questions as we're going, we're happy to answer questions. Uh, Frank said he'll stay on here until uh, midnight if he has to. So uh, anyway, in all seriousness, I want to talk about what we're talking about this week, something that I think is uh, one of the most effective sales formulas that you can use in your MSP. And and I want to talk first about where I first heard about this is in a copywriting course, actually, or or from a copy. It's really it's a copywriting um, strategy or, or mechanism. And I first learned about it from Dan Kennedy in this book, which is a great book. Um, called the ultimate sales letter. Now it's not, and I want to kind of preface, preframe, preface this. I think that's the right use of the word. We're talking about sales, selling, not necessarily writing copy. So this book is a great, great to learn how to write, how to, how to write or sell. And, and it doesn't matter whether you're writing a sales letter and Dan Kennedy comes from the world of direct response marketing, which is, well before computers, well before the internet, the direct response marketers were, you know, writing letters to to mail or writing newspaper ads or magazine ads, and these were different from the ads of the day, which you know, direct response was all about getting a direct response, asking, you know, compelling people with strong headlines, compelling people with strong salesmanship in the copy, and then getting them to take an action, which is basically what you do when you're in a sales situation. You know, you're trying to connect with people, you're trying to emotionally connect with them and keep them engaged and walk them through a process to get past objections and, and then hopefully get the sale at the end of the process. So I love direct response copy and I love direct response books because they really are salesmanship in print. And 
all those strategies are just, it's almost like somebody said, you know, let's take the way we sell and put it in a print format. So don't think of it as, well, I don't want to learn copywriting because this is um, amazing stuff to just to have, you know, good salesmanship. And this, the strategy is something called problem agitation solution or problem agitate solve. It is a formula in the book, the ultimate sales letter, right? I've got it pigeon, um, rabbit eared, right? Rabbit eared, um, problem agitate solution. And it's really about understanding deeply what the problems and pains of the client is, um, and then agitating it a little bit, right? Making, you know, uh, stirring up the pain and getting the, getting them to the point where they're like, I need to solve this problem. And then the solution to how we solve that is our solution. So you know what I'm talking about here, Frank, when did you first hear about this or what's your take on this as a sales, as a person who sells? Yeah. So, uh, little side story. Um, I can't remember exactly how I heard of Dan Kennedy, but I had bought a bunch of his books probably 10 or 12 years ago. And I actually have the ultimate sales letter and I have a few of those, uh, those kick ass books that, you know, they're like, you know, time management and I forget what right. they all are, but I remember reading the no some BS. of them. Yeah. The new BS. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> I remember trying to do or, or implement some of that in my own MSP. And I just found it very difficult to translate that stuff to the IT space. I guess I just doubted myself. This isn't really my forte. So although I would read it, it would make a lot of sense. I didn't know what to do. And um, Robin Robin solved that problem because when I met her in Newark about 12 years ago, she specifically mentioned Dan Kennedy and that, you know, she translated a lot of her material was, was driven off of the Dan Kennedy concept. So for me, it was a perfect fit. So I actually heard of Dan Kennedy about 12 years ago. I read that, probably didn't implement that. Um, I think for me, probably where this kind of was more of an eye opener was sort of when I first heard about like the hero's journey. Um, it's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a bunch of different ones out there, story brand. I know we've talked about that. And um, I think that's where somebody actually put in writing or the first time I saw that there's actually a story or a script that is followed, right? Where there's a, there's a hero who has a villain who's, you know, introduced to a guide. And so this sort of follows that same sales mentality of, you know, you've got to um, identify that, that villain or that problem for them. And then you've got to go deep and agitate it because you really have to figure out not just the superficial issues, but like what's really bugging them. Like, why does that bother them? And I can tell you, like I did this when we were redoing our website and um, I, we had some verticals on there. One of them is legal and everybody thinks that like all of your account of your um, attorney clients are, are home biting their nails, worried about ransomware or spyware and stuff like that, or losing data to backups. And to be honest, with you, what I found was that's not what's really bothering them. What's bothering them is the attorneys just never have enough time to get the work done, right? So it's efficiencies and things like that. But what you got to do is, is dig deeper into it, right? So to your point is you got to find what their problem is and you, you only find out by listening, right? And too often we project onto them what they, what, what they, what their problem should be. And they might politely nod, 
and you're missing the mark. Um, but, but, you know, basically what we were doing, um, once we really drilled into it was we would listen to what they would tell us. And then we put that on the website and then we would agitate that pain like even deeper. You know, we'd remind them, oh, you, you, did you lose your last case because you couldn't get things done or weren't able to get home and spend time with the kids nights and weekends. And that's like what you're talking about, really agitating the pain. Then if you have a solution that has all this tech stuff that leads to, hey, you'll have more time, you'll be more efficient. Now you have their, their attention, right? And it's, it's hard to do, I think, because again, it requires you to abandon um, what you know and what you think they care about and actually listen to them and let them tell you. And for me, a lot of times with my fact finding, I, you know, I'm talking a lot right now, but in my fact finding, I'll ask a question and I'll just stay quiet. And they usually just spew out all the things that are important. You might think, oh, this is just mumbo jumbo because it's not, they're not talking tech and I'm going to cut them off and redirect them. But I take a lot of notes. And many times they're basically saying to me, Frank, here's what I will buy from you if you present this back to me. And I'm, I've gotten pretty good at packaging that up amongst my the rest of my solutions and getting them to say yes at the end of the day. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, and, and I, again, I want to reinforce that, you know, don't be scared of reading books like these because they're about copywriting. <laughs> I love, you know, it's really, um, it's hard to sell in print if, if you can sell through a sales letter compel somebody to pull out their credit card and buy you can just translate that stuff it's so much easier to translate it i think in person because when you're in person with someone um, that's where the human connection comes in whether it's you know on zoom or in person um, th there's just a connection that happens when two people are looking at each other and talking to each other and you hear each other um, it just changes the dynamics so you know, I, and it's that, one of my and that favorite. marketing, which is really what you're talking about in that book, you know, with the copywriting, is super important because you're setting the frame or the stage for how the sale will will go when the person approaches you, right? So you want to be you're almost pre-selling at that point. Um, right. So you think you're selling? A lot of times, people say that sale's already been made in the marketing portion, and yeah. for many people who aren't really don't love sales or really aren't in tune with that, they miss that point, right? So the marketing is super important. For many of us, our website is, you know, that master sales letter. I know, um, I think, you know, I've read, I've read that. I don't know if it was in Dan Kennedy's book or not, but, you know, maybe Robin said that. But that's like your master sales letter. You know, everybody goes to that thing, looks at it, and, you know, they don't read it verbatim, but they get a pretty good sense of, like, what you offer, and, and they make a decision very quickly whether they think you might be able to help them or not. Um, so, you know, I think that the selling starts long before we think it starts. Oh yeah. Duh. Of course it starts the moment they decide it starts before they met you, you know, it, it starts when they, um, decide they need to in start investigating something because people just don't, you know, well, some people do, some people decide we, we need to change our IT provider. Let's go look for an IT provider. But a lot of people will say, you know, I wonder how we can make sure our IT provider is doing a good job. Like, you know, he said, our IT provider said this, do we really need this? What do they do? They go to Google and they start looking for information on it. They start reading articles. Then they maybe come back to their IT provider and said, Hey, I read something that says this, or they go, you know, my IT provider's not doing what they, they, 
you know, he's contradicting this thing that I read. Uh, I trust this source. So maybe let me dig deeper. And, and if you're, you know, if you're not blogging, if you're not creating content, you don't, you don't have an opportunity to kind of be an answer to those questions, right? So your blog is an extension of your a part of your marketing strategy, a podcast shows like this, where you're talking about things that you do so that when somebody does go out and Google, you're going to show up. And now there's good copy elements in what you do, where you're talking about the problems, you understand the pains, you're, you're doing those, those things that you should do in good writing, and you're leading people down a path, they end up calling you, they end up sitting with you and how you talk to them. And so from start to finish, you know, from even before start, really, really important. Um, but the, um, the first time I, I used Dan Kennedy's stuff was actually before I got into copywriting. I was using it because I was part of their, they had like a, a inner circle, they called it at the time. I don't know what they call it now, but it was like a, a club you know, you go to locally, we actually had local chapters. And I went to it, I wasn't had no intention of be, being a copywriter, or learning copywriting. I was just there for business connections. And I knew who Dan Kennedy was. So I, I went to it. And I, I realized that the, the process of copywriting, I can translate that and create like actually a sales script for myself. And that's how I wrote my first bunch of sales scripts and how I was going to sit down and, and ask you questions during the sales process and then turn that into my presentation. So I think learning this stuff, like reading that book, the ultimate sales letter, first of all, it's like one of my favorite books on copywriting because I think it's the easiest to learn. Like it's Dan put it, Dan Kennedy puts it in a way because I've now in, in the years since I've taken multiple copywriting courses and trainings and read just, just about everything on copywriting. And Dan Kennedy is a great teacher at that. And his tools, like the problem agitate solution formula is just one of many formulas he has. It, it's, it's such a great, it's, it's a great way to learn, but I use that for my sales scripts. So I, I challenge you to learn. If you read something like that, go through how you do your presentation mm -hmm. and write out how, you know, cause that's what I do with, 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 you know, when I'm going out to sell, I'm writing out sales scripts and, and then um, practicing them, practice, practice, practice and internalize them. I think too, um, one of the areas that's the, probably the weakest out of those three, if, if there's one to mess up, it's usually the agitate because uh, you know, a lot of salespeople are, you know, they know they're usually yeah. a solution looking for the problem, right? So you find someone who, who has a problem and then you go, then you jump right, right to your solution. And the agitate was uh, an area that, you know, I, I, I used to miss, you know, I didn't go deep enough to really, you know, dig into the pain and really get them thinking. And I think the emotion, we know people buy based on emotion, right? So I think that it's important to not glaze over that problem and miss that agitate part. Um, because if you go too quickly, your solution doesn't really resonate with them right you really gotta you really gotta dig in um right. i know sales process wise even even website you know we redid our website and uh we had a consultant help with uh you know with a story brand approach to it and um the first thing he pointed out is you know you don't talk about the pain enough on your site you know you don't you need you you, you catch them with a headline piques their interest and then you want them to take an action, but you don't you don't aggravate, agitate the problem or you don't remind them, you know, what what failure might look like for them, you know, like the ransomware or, or 
um, you know, losing data or, you know, whatever. So I think that's that, that out of the three is probably the one that most people are the weakest in. It's probably the easiest to, 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 to dig into because if you keep baiting that hook for that prospect, they'll keep talking, right. And you can keep them talking and they will keep figuring out more and more pain. So as long as you're able to listen, I think that's actually easy to do. Most of us hate listening. And we talk about ourselves and sales, right? And uh, we kind of miss the point there too. Yeah, that's and, and one of the, there's another strategy I was taught long, long, long time ago. I think it was actually a Dan Kennedy consultant who taught me this. I don't remember who, I can't remember who originally, but I, I think it was in the Dan Kennedy world. When questioning people, you know, people will first, like sometimes when you ask a question, the first answer is, oftentimes a lie <laughs> like it may not be and they they're not lying on purpose they don't realize they're lying you like you know you say hey how are you doing everybody what does everybody say to how you doing great fine <laughs> you know yeah. nobody says i had the worst day yesterday thanks for asking and then they like unload on you what happened you know at home they lie to you so you know you got to probe and um he used to tell me, like, you ask your question, you set the table, you get past that first lie and you, you start getting into what the real problem is. And you have to put on your thinking cap to understand, is this the end? And, and I think a lot of people, the reason he taught this is because a lot of people stop. They get an answer and they stop. So what he does is he he he's he does a thing called ask, you know, saying so that right. Like um, at the end of what they say, so that and he doesn't say it that way. But that's the that's the idea is you so what's next or continue on so if you say you know the, the man you know the, this this cyber security stuff's really confusing um your your answer would be like and so tell me more tell me more about what that means or just tell me more you know to prompt them to tell you more so what you're trying to do is peel back the layers and, and get them to tell you what the real pain is so, you know, and he went through an exercise. I watched him do this where he was doing an example with a woman and kept asking her, so what does that mean to you? So what does that do? What, what happens next? And, and the woman actually started crying at the end of it because she got de so deep down into what the pain was that, you know, she, she, she would have bought anything. We were just doing a role play thing, but... That's the idea is, is, you know, get them to continue talking about. I think the lie, the lie part too is just a natural defense mechanism because people, yeah. you know, don't necessarily want to tell you about all the, the, you know, the bad things that, you know, are going on. You know, nobody likes to say, well, our, our network is really bad shape. We don't back up. We don't do these things, right? They're just hoping right. that you're, yeah, they think maybe you'll just solve these, but we'll never actually like discuss our, all the bad stuff that we, you know, we think is going on. But I often, many times when I start a, uh, a prospect meeting, as you don't even talk about myself, I said, so tell me a little bit about, you know, why, why I'm here, you know, like what, what makes you think I had that, you know, two river might be able to help you. And right. uh, that a lot of times gets them talking. And, you know, many times they want to know about, you know, well, tell us about two river tech. And I'm like, well, before we do that, I said, I'm more interested in hearing about like, you know, why I'm here. Like, you know, because I don't know, maybe I can or can't help you. And again, that's part of that sales technique too, which is a little bit of a, a deeper conversation, but um, I just get them talking and talking and, you know, keep talking. 
And, um, you know, I, I, I don't talk a lot about us. I assume that I'm there already because of what they've seen. Right. So that's where that sales, the pre-sale comes in. Like they've already somehow I'm there because either something else convinced them that I'm an expert and I'm that. So I, so I don't really feel like now I have to convince them of that again. Um, so yeah, interesting right. stuff. It's pretty cool. There's, yeah. you know, there's, there really is formulas and there is a psychology here. Um, a lot of people just go in with a proposal and think that you just have to dazzle them with what you know. And, uh, you know, you and I had talked about like the crock brain and the, and the mentality about, you know, people's initial reactions are to, you know, react quickly to that stuff and determine, you know, fight or flight. <laughs> a lot of times you give them a proposal and it's, it's, it's flight mode because, you know, they don't want to spend money. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once you get to the real pain and, and, you know, we're not going to beat this up anymore. I recommend checking that out, that book out. If you want to read the book, if you don't want to read the book, just do a Google search on problem agitate solution and you'll find all sorts of stuff. It, it's just really simple, right? Like uncover the problem and really uncover the problem. That way you think the problem is, and, and you do only do that through listening through again, asking those. So what's next or tell me more. That's a great way to do it on a sales call. Like if I'm on a sales call, um, I used to do phone sales a lot and I would just, you know, when they're done talking, I would say, tell me more. Yeah. And it's amazing what those words do to get people to open up. It might not be on the very first time you do it, but they will eventually open up. And um, I mean, I've seen, I have a friend who, who is a master at this. He just doesn't start talking. Counts to like seven in his head or eight in his head before he says anything because what normally happens is if you don't talk right away the people will continue talking and it's really it, it works and you know it'll help you uncover that problem and then agitate it once you've got that problem man show them what you know here's what life could look like if we don't fix this i mean this could be really bad you know this could happen this could happen this could happen what if this happened too that's you know agitate 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 they're like okay what's the solution for all this? And that's where we come in. So let's uh, say hi to JT here. JT is in Expedient Technology Solutions here. Uh, thank you guys for coming today. We're getting just about a half hour, so we're getting ready to wrap up. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week uh, and with with same time, same channel. And uh, any parting words of wisdom, Frank, from the MSP Headquarters. Uh, you, just, you just mentioned reading books, and you know it's something that I've always enjoyed um, is reading different books. And you know, as we get busier, sometimes we don't read as many. And the last couple months, I've forced myself, you know, to not just sit and watch Netflix the whole time. Although I right. watch plenty of that, but I've, I've read some good books, and I'm uh, reading one right now. Maybe we'll talk about it uh, as your recommendation. Maybe we'll talk about it in the upcoming weeks, but. Uh, it's always fun to, to read books that validate things you're doing or explain why they work. Cause sometimes we just do things that work and you don't even know why. And then I read and go, Oh man, there's actually a, like someone actually wrote down why this works. So it's pretty cool. So yeah. Um, maybe, uh, maybe do a little, like a little book club type stuff. Talk about that in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and that's what I love about audit and why I was attracted to audit when, when you first presented it to me, um, is because it's a lot of the best sales books are, and one of our users actually said this, one of the people who use audit said that this, he read a book that I recommend and he goes, that book was audit in print. 
and and it really is true like i'm reading a book called how to sell your way through life it's a book by napoleon hill it's 100 years old yeah. and it's the same sales principles that we talk about today it's you know when you peel this stuff back and you look at what works it's the same damn sales principles and i'll just leave you off i'll give you a parting thing i love this he goes uh, sales presentation delivered by an able showman is a show all by itself and as interesting as a play. Moreover, it carries the prospective buyer through exactly the same mental process that a good play does. And what he's getting at here is that um, you can't just go out there and sell. You have to actually turn it into a show. You have to make it emotional. All of the reasons why audit works. Uh-oh. Our connection went unstable. Did, did yeah, you, you froze up? You you froze on me. Now you're back. Like, I don't know. All right. I could tell yeah, you it's really like crazy in New Jersey right now. There's some trouble. Yeah, we got thunder, lightning, all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. There's a storm coming. So uh, we probably good time to end. That's our cue to wrap up. <laughs> exactly. Well, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for coming. And uh, please let us know how we can help you guys. If you have questions, stuff you want us to cover in future episodes here, um, please let us know.